0: Hey everyone. Thanks for checking out Limitless Podcast. We are the young adult community of House of Prayer Church in San Antonio, Texas. Our hope and our prayer is that through this message, you will be encouraged and inspired to know Jesus more, no matter where you are on your faith journey. Enjoy the message. Um, And so tonight I feel like God's given me a word of encouragement. Because it's a word that I needed this week. God gave it to me, and so I wanted to bring it to you. So does that sound good? I'll go with that. All right, well, let's start off. I'm going to pray, and then we'll jump right in. Lord Jesus, tonight I just thank you so much for your word, and I thank you for the opportunity, God, and the privilege to be in your presence, God, to share the word that you've given me. Lord, I pray for open hearts tonight, God, for open... Um, spirits tonight god to receive god everything that you're speaking i believe that this is a word lord divine from you god meant to go out and bring encouragement to every person that's here i just rebuke distractions tonight in the name of jesus and i pray that you will just be here holy spirit we invite you god i can't do this without you i pray that you speak through me and speak to these people tonight in jesus name amen amen all right so picture this close your eyes (laughs) so picture this you're like 8 years old you're in your house you're playing Super Mario Brothers on your Game Boy Um, you're like really into it your mom's making you Easy Mac in the microwave you're about to eat a good dinner and then you know life is easy life is good until you reach a level that you can't beat and the first time you die the first time you lose that little heart on the top corner of the screen, are like, it's all right. I got two more. I can do this. Let's keep going. The second time, you're like, okay, well, that was pretty annoying. But the third time Bowser kills you, you're like full on frustrated. Like, why can't I beat this level? Why am I stuck here? You just want to move on to the next level. You just want to go on and save Princess Peach. But you are stuck. And the longer that you're stuck, the more your frustration grows. Okay, you can open your eyes now. (laughs) But did y'all visualize that? And doesn't that sound like life sometimes? How sometimes, you know, you know, like when you graduate, everyone's like, oh, just write a paper about where you're going to be in 10 years from now. Well, fast forward those 10 years, and you're like nowhere where you thought you were going to (laughs) be. And you do some self-reflection. You're like, okay, well, I thought I would be here. Or God, I thought I would be healed from this by now, or God, I thought I would would be more successful. God, I thought I would be in this career. God, I thought I would have this relationship. God, I thought I would be at this place in my life, but I'm not there. Or better yet, think of when you first got saved, and when you really had those special moments with God, and you felt like God showed you and spoke to you things that he wanted to do in your life, and you believed it, and you had dreams, and you and sometimes you reach a point where you're like, God, you know, I thought that you called me to do this, and I thought that I was this person, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I was wrong. And I want to read Romans seven, fifteen. Let me pull up my Bible. I have a little Bible app. If you have your Bible, you can pull it up on your phone, if you would like to. So Romans 7, 15. And it says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Gosh, and isn't that just how life is sometimes? That's how we, where we find ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so desperate to, to do, I have these goals set up in my mind that I want to reach this and I'm going to do this and blah, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> but I just can't get myself to do them. And the more that I try, the more that I lose, and it just makes me want to give up. Has anyone ever been there? The more I try, the more I lose. you know what, is this even worth it? I kind of just want to quit. (laughs) It's too much, it's too overwhelming, it's too much pressure, I don't have the strength to do it. And it just breeds frustration and frustration, and frustration. And the longer that you're stuck in that frustration, you get discouraged, and you get depressed, and you start wondering, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this just wasn't for me. And I think frustration can affect you in one of two ways. So on one hand, the devil will use your frustration against you to cause discouragement, to get you to either stay where you are Or to get you to go back where you were. So get this. This is important. So the devil will use your frustration and get you to stay where you are, to keep you stuck, or to get you to go back where you were. And it reminds me a lot of the Israelites in the wilderness in Exodus three. It's like the whole story of how the Israelites they were slaves in Egypt for such for many many generations. God sends Moses. He sets them free. And they are so excited to be free, but then God leads them into the wilderness. Right? And how quickly um, they go from being excited to being like, well, dang, I'm stuck. (laughs) What am I doing here? Why did God bring me here to die? They're like, it was better off in Egypt. And I believe that's how the devil uses our frustration against us. Because he'll make us, instead of wanting to go forward to the promised land, he'll make you... Either stay stuck where you are and die in the wilderness, or He will cause you to be like, "Hey, you know what? Peace. I'm going back to Egypt. I'm going to go back to to that relationship that I know isn't good. I'm going to go back to doing those old habits that I know are not good for me. I'm going to go back to fill in the blank, whatever it is that God set you free from. Does that make sense? And I think when we get frustrated and we get discouraged we feel like we must have done something wrong, somewhere. And that's why we're feeling so frustrated in our current place. And sometimes you may not even be able to clearly point out what it is that's causing the frustration, but you feel it. Like, I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know what it is, maybe it's this. Maybe I'm not doing enough of this. Maybe I'm doing too much of this. And it's like, but, but you just feel it. You can't verbalize it, but it's just like, ah, oh, I'm just so frustrated. I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated. And you can't explain it. But what you don't realize is that there's a way that you can take that frustration and make something good come out of it. Because while the devil uses your frustration against you, God wants to use your frustration to further you. Amen? So God will use your frustration to get you to move from one place to another, to move forward. And back to the Israelites in the wilderness, how God led them is he led them with a cloud of, of smoke during the day and a big thing of fire at night. And basically, like, whenever that thing started moving, they just had to pick up and start going wherever God was bringing them. And sometimes, you know, just think about it, it probably wasn't comfortable. They had to hurry and like pack up their tents and pack up their kids and pack, <laughs> pack up their cattle, whatever the heck, and just take on after God. And that, could, could you imagine? That could kind of be frustrating, right? But in order to get to the promised land, you got to move. There's got to be action on your part. You can't stay in one place and expect to end up You know, bam, I made it. (laughs) Sometimes it's like God. we just want God to translate us to our final destination. Like I don't want to have to go through the process. I don't want to have to follow your instruction. I don't want to have to obey. I don't want to have to put in the work to grow or to change. But I believe that God will allow you to be frustrated enough to where you actually want to get up and do something about it, whatever it is that you're frustrated about. God, I'm frustrated. I'm tired of being stuck in. I'm tired of being stuck in this whatever. You know, I'm I'm tired of. Um, I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being stuck in this bad relationship. I'm tired of not being happy with my career. I'm, you know, whatever it is, and He'll allow you to be frustrated enough to where, okay, well, what are you gonna do about it? Is that Amen?
1: Yeah.
0: And sometimes it's like we need that kick in the butt to be like so that we can reach the promised land, so that we can reach that freedom. And in order to move forward, there are two things that you need. One, you need to remember who God is. And two, you need to remember who you are in him. You have to believe in God and you have to believe in yourself. And I think sometimes... Who you believe yourself to be is just as important as who you believe God to be. You know, because I think it's, some, it's easy to believe that God is wonderful and great and powerful, but sometimes it's not easy to believe the things that he says about us. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes it's not easy to believe yeah. the, the things that he's called us to do that we can do then that we're capable. Yeah. And sometimes it just feels like impossible, like, God, you said this about me, but... I just don't see it. God, I believe that you can do it, but I just don't think that I can do it. Has anyone ever been there? I've been there so many times in my life. And sometimes you just feel like, God, I'm just not strong enough. I'm not strong enough. Oh, I have too much on my plate. I can't take on anything else, God. God, I've already said yes to enough things. I've already said yes to you so many times. I don't know if I can say yes one more time. God, uh, it's just too hard. I know, I know you said that I could be free and that I could be pure, but God, I just can't let go of this thing on the side. Or God, uh, does it make sense? Are y'all, are, do y'all, are y'all tracking with me? Have you ever felt this way? God, I don't know if I can be who you call me to be. And that is such a lie the enemy. That I'm just too, I'm too messed up, I've made too many mistakes, I've had too many setbacks in my life, I'm just, you know, where I thought I was going to be, I'm just not going to make it. And when we look at ourselves, all we see is where we've messed up, where we feel like we fall short, and based on our past choices, maybe even our current choices, we disqualify ourselves from the destiny and the calling that God created for us. Come on, that was good. And we can't move forward because we're so caught up in who we're not that it keeps us from being who we are. And I have to be honest, I feel like I was here this week. God had to deal with me (laughs) in this area this week first in certain areas of my heart because for me to to be able to give this to you and God had to encourage me and show me that I was wrong. Oh, and to help me explain what I mean, I have a video to show you. So I normally don't do videos, but I thought it would be um, something a little fun and something a little uh, extra. little
1: monkey. You stop following me? Who are you? The question is, who are you? I thought I knew. No, I'm not so sure. Well, I know who you are. Shh, come here. It's a secret. Asanteza! <laughs> <laughs> what is that supposed to mean, anyway? It means you're a baboon. And I'm not. <laughs> I think you're a little confused. Wrong! I'm not the one who's confused. You don't even know who you are. Oh, and I suppose you know. Sure do. You're fossil's boy. Hi. Hey, wait! <laughs> you know my father? Correction, I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. No! Wrong again! He's alive, and I show him to you. You follow Rafiki, he knows the way. Come on! Come on! I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king.
0: never thought that Lion King can make you want to cry
1: right
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think I feel like movies always speak to me like I always get revelation with different movies and when I was preparing for this sermon I thought about this scene because I thought how powerful Mm -hmm. and this can sometimes be such a picture of how we are in life with God Mm -hmm. you know here Simba is he's a prince he's like heir to the throne and instead of living the calling that he's his birthright of, of what's been given to him, he's running because of, who, because of mistakes that he thinks he's made in his past. Mm-hmm. He thinks that he's disqualified. He says, I'm not, who I, I'm not who I was. I can't be that anymore. And how wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And because he forgot who he was, it's like he kind of forgot who God was. Yeah. And we forget that we're made in God's image. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we look at ourselves and we just see ourselves. We see the flaws, we see the the mistakes, we see where we feel like we don't measure up. And sometimes all, all we can see through our eyes at ourselves is what we feel like is wrong, where we're not good enough. But we forget we're made in God's image. So when we look at ourselves, really, we're looking at a reflection of God. And when you're saved and you're born again, you have to remember who you are. You have to know who you are. Your identity is so crucial to you making it in this life. Because you know what? Life is hard. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: We've all been through things. We've all been through struggles, uh, one way or another. And I don't know how people do life without, without knowing Jesus. Like, I really don't know. Because if like even knowing God, life is hard. You, we go through things, we go, you know. But the only way that we can make it through and make it to that promised land To move forward to the next step is you have to, sometimes you got to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, hold up. Who am I? Because the devil will throw all these things at you and tell you, he'll try to label you with all these things that are not true, with all these lies, and he tries to get you to believe them to get you stuck. But when he comes at you, you have to be like, "Uh uh-uh, hold up. Let me go back. Let me look at what my father says about me. That's a lie, Uh uh-uh. I am good enough. I can be set free. I can have victory. I am a child of the God. So you have to remember. You have to remember who you are. And so I have five, uh, six things um, that you can say. I am that you can claim over yourself. Number one, you are His. Everybody, say that. Say, I am His. Okay. and I'm going to read 1 John 3, 1. So 1 John 3, 1. It says, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. Amen? Yeah. That is what we are. We are His child. We are a child of the King. And just like and that scene with Simba and his dad, Kimu Mufasa, he said, you are my son. And that's what we need to hear tonight. God saying, you are my daughter. God saying, you are my son. And you have to remember that. When the devil comes out and you say, you're worthless, you can't, you can't make it, you say, uh-uh. You better check yourself. You better check and see who you're talking to. I'm a daughter of the king. I'm a daughter of the king of kings. And what he says about me trumps what anyone else says about me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you have to proclaim that and you have to just have some spunk about it you know you can't just be like oh yeah like i'm god's daughter no you have to uh-uh, like i'm the, I'm, a, I'm a daughter of the king you better back up mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta you gotta kind of get like that with the devil sometimes you don't let him run all over you um and another one is john one twelve. Says, but to all who believed him and accepted, accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Do you believe him? Do you accept him? You're his child. And First Peter two nine says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people, you are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: So the second thing that you can proclaim over yourself is that you are so loved. You're, you're not loved, you are so loved. And what I have, the scripture I have for that is John 3:16, which is like one of the most overused <laughs> scriptures ever. But it's one of the basics, and sometimes you gotta get back to the basics to just to kind of like set your mind clear. And John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son for us, right? For us, he gave his only son for us because he so loved me and my mistakes and my sin and my anxiety when I didn't want anything to do with him. He still loved me so much that he was willing to give up his only son. And as a parent, I think that holds so much weight with me more so now than before. Um, because, I mean, I can't imagine, like we have, Ezra' is our only son, y'all know him. And I couldn't imagine giving him up as a sacrifice to save anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my baby. <laughs> you don't know, mess with my baby. But God loved us so much. He gave us his prized possession. The thing that was the most precious so that we could know him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that we could live free. Amen. So the third thing that you can proclaim over over yourself is that you are redeemed. Say, I am redeemed. redeemed. Have you ever heard that song? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Mm-hmm. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> and I'm gonna read Hebrews nine, fifteen for that one. It says, That is why he is the one who met Mediates a new covenant between God and people, so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. So redemption. What that means is, you know, what we were about to like be taken out, like we were condemned in our sin, like we were found guilty, and then Jesus came and said. Ah, 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 ah. I'm coming in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redeem them. I'm going to stand in the, in the gap for them. I'm going to take on their sin so that they can be set free. How awesome is that? So what that means is that you don't have to bear the guilt and the burden of your sin. If you are saved and you are under the blood of Jesus, you don't have to live with sin and guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can exchange that went under the blood of Jesus and you can say, I am redeemed. I am made whole. I am pardoned. Like Jesus came in and pardoned you from it. Um, and the other scripture I have to read for that one is Isaiah forty four twenty two, And this is God speaking. And he says, I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offenses like the morning mist. Oh, return to me, for I have paid the price to set you free. Amen? Mm -hmm. Isn't that so powerful? So the fourth declaration I have that you can proclaim over yourself is that you are called. You are called. You have a destiny. You have a purpose. You were put on this earth for a reason. God, you are here because God wanted you here. Even if you feel like no one else cares about you, even if you feel like no one else is there for you, no one wants you, God has you here for a plan and for a purpose. And um, 1 John 3, 1. It says, see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. And then, um, I'm sorry, that was not for that one. I got mixed up. Rewind, pretend like I didn't read about that one. I'm on You Are Called. It's 2 Timothy 1.9. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing something wrong here. So, okay, I'm back on track. 2 Timothy 1.9. It says, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, because that was his plan from the beginning, before the beginning of time, to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. So we are called. Like, God had this all orchestrated and planned out for us from the beginning of time. That should make you feel special. Like, if you feel like, like you you should be affirmed in that. Like, hey, you know what? I am important. I am valuable. I am called by by the creator. If no one else wants me, that's okay. God wants me. I have a purpose. I have a plan. I have a destiny. And Ephesians 4.1 says, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. And so the the fifth thing that you can proclaim over yourself is that you are set apart. Say, "I am set apart."
1: Yes.
0: And what that means when you're set apart, when you set something apart, think about it. Are you setting it apart for something because like you don't care about it? No. Normally, you set things apart because they're special. Mm-hmm. You set things apart because they're valuable, and you're saving them. You're saving them for something, right? For something special. And so us as believers in this world, we are to be set apart, which means we're not like the rest. We're not grouped with the rest. We're not supposed to look like the world. We're not supposed to live the way that the world does. We're not supposed to. So God has called us to be set apart, to be sanctified to himself. Does that make sense? Say, I am set apart. I am set apart. I am special. I'm going to read Jeremiah 1.5 for that one. And it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. And the call and the destiny that you have, God set you apart for that thing before you were even born. I mean, just think about that. Like, how mind-blowing is that? Like, okay. Um, Like, one of the biggest controversies in our culture today is, like, when does life begin? Mm -hmm. Does it begin at conception? Does it begin when the baby is born? I think your life began before you were even conceived. Isn't that what we just read in the Word of God? Mm -hmm. The Word of God is true, right? The Word of God is infallible. Mm -hmm. God says, I knew you. I called you, and I set you apart before I formed you in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Isn't that just so amazing? Like, it's so awesome. God is so specific.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He doesn't make mistakes,
1: mm-hmm. He doesn't
0: screw up. <laughs> Thank God. <Yeah. laughs> Thank God someone in this universe uh, doesn't mess up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, why is it that when we look at ourselves sometimes, All we see is mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. You are called, you are set apart for something so amazing. Don't live your life selling yourself short by believing you're you're nothing and that you're nobody and what you do doesn't matter. What you do matters. There are people that are always watching you. There are people that are counting on you to fulfill your call. To, to see Jesus in their life. Amen. Like you are the Jesus to somebody in their life, whether you realize it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may be the only Jesus that some people know. Yeah. So, what are, you say, what are you saying to them? What kind of Jesus do they know? What kind of Jesus do they see in you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you set apart from the rest? Oh, I, know, I know all those Christians. They're just hypocrites, they're just judgmental, they're just critical. They're just ready to find something wrong with me. Are you set apart? And I think it's kind of humbling because, um, you know, we do have to check our heart sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: You, you know, God, I think that's why it's so important to, sometimes you don't live set apart because you don't realize you're set apart.
1: Yeah.
0: And God wants you all to know you are special. You are set apart. What you do matters. Like if you don't leave here getting anything else in it, I want you to know, you matter, you are important. Amen. Amen. Okay, and then the final proclamation I have for you to speak over yourself is that you have the victory. Say, I have the victory. You don't have to live defeated. You don't have to live stuck. You don't have to live with that depression. You don't have to live with that anxiety. You don't have to live hopeless, just feeling like this life is a never-ending nothing. (laughs) What am I doing? What am I here for? Just another day. You have victory over everything that the devil is trying to come against you with. If you are born again, which I believe everyone is in this room, amen, You're saved. You're under the blood of Jesus. He paid a high price for you. And with that comes benefits for us. Right? The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives and resides in you. So what is some kind of spiritual attack? On you. You know, we're not limp wristed. God never intended for us to be weak Christians. Jesus did what he did so that he can empower us.
1: Amen.
0: Don't live defeated when you have access to unlimited power in the supernatural. But sometimes you just got to wake up and remember who you are to access that power. Because the devil will just he'll lie to you and he wants to get you to forget so that you give up the authority that God's already given you. Amen? In Romans 8, 37, it says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Not just a little victory, overwhelming victory. Like, we're winning it by a landslide, okay? We're not winning it by the skin of our teeth, God doesn't want you living life, winning it by the, the skin of your teeth. He wants you walking in victory and power every single day over the enemy. Amen. 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 Say, I have the victory. And 1 John 5, 4 through 5. Oh, You know what? I didn't bookmark the whole thing. Let me go there real quick. So 1 John 5, 4 through 5. It says, for every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So it requires faith faith in Jesus to have that victory. And I believe that as you remember who you are, it will allow the frustration that you feel to be the catalyst that you need to reawaken your faith. Faith in yourself. Faith in those God-given dreams that you let die a long time ago because you just didn't think they were going to happen. And tonight, I feel like, I know we normally do a discussion, but I really wanted to, I had it on my heart to pray for you guys, if that's okay. Um, Do you mind putting on music for me? Um, Because I do, I, I believe that just like me (laughs) this week, that there are some of you tonight that God wants to reawaken your faith. He wants to give you a fresh fire. He wants to to strengthen you in a new way. Amen? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what are your dreams? Where is your passion? What happened to the heart that was so hungry and desperate for God? Right? Mm -hmm. And so so I want to encourage you guys, stand up. Move around, get comfortable. I just want us to really, like, allow God's presence to move and flow in this place. Like, don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Don't worry about what's going on. Like, don't be distracted, but I really want to encourage you to just take this time to tap it in. To hear God and let him remind you of some things. Remind you of who it is that you are that you've forgotten remind you of the dreams that he's given you, that he wants to remind you of, to, re, um, to stir up some hunger in you, some passion for his word, some passion for his presence. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to stay up to date with what's happening at Limitless, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook at Hop Limitless. If you enjoyed the message today, Please subscribe so that you'll always be in the know of our latest content. We'll catch you next time on the Limitless Podcast.